we're gonna talk a little bit about vision. At Southwestern Consulting, we help people achieve their goals in life. So vision is a topic that we often train on. Uh, we talk about vision, we talk about purpose, we talk about goals, we talk about values. Those are a lot of topics that we coach on. And a lot of people use those uh, names and topics interchangeably, but they are very different. Vision is different than purpose and purpose is different than values and values are different than goals. And a simple definition can just be what you want in your life, right? What you want in your life. Purpose is different. Purpose is why you even want it. It's why it matters. And then our values and our goals are the qualitative and quantitative means of achieving our vision. In other words, our values are what we believe in, that when we live it out, it helps us reach our vision. Our goals are the specific measurable things that we need to be doing that moves us towards our vision, right? So they're all related and we're gonna talk about, you know, some of those things within the conversation today. We'll talk a little bit about values, we'll talk a little bit about goals, but the overarching topic that we're diving into is vision. And we're gonna start uh, by talking through some discussion principles here, some discussion principles. The first one is that what you think about, you bring about. And it's not that we're just some magical manifestation machines, right? And everything we think about just automatically appears. How it works is that if we think about it enough, it creates a belief. And then what we believe determines our actions and then our actions yield our results, right? So that's how we bring about what we think about. The more vivid and detailed our vision is on paper, the more likely it is to come to fruition. I was uh, once reading a book on self-talk, the best book ever written on the subject of self-talk is a book uh, called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. It's a fantastic book. It goes through all the science of self-talk and, and really the technicalities of how to write your self-talk. But in that book, one of the stories that it tells is about a, a woman who wanted to lose 15 pounds, right? She had a, a clear vision that she wanted to lose 15 pounds. But how she lost the 15 pounds is she got really sick. She couldn't eat. And, uh, and because she was in bed and couldn't eat and she was throwing up, she lost 15 pounds, right? Uh, maybe she should have made her vision a little bit more specific and a little bit more vivid as to how she wanted to lose 15 pounds. Uh, so the more vivid, the more specific, the more terrific. Um, your endurance is in direct proportion to your vision. We all have challenges in life. We have challenges in life, we have challenges in business. You will have many, many challenges in your role here with Southwestern Family of Companies. Um, you might have a communication challenge with someone that you work with. Maybe you make a mistake that costs the company money. Maybe you have a day when you're so frustrated that you feel like, Maybe I shouldn't even be doing this. This is hard. This is tough. And you might have some of those feelings 
not because the Southwestern family of companies isn't a wonderful place to work. Like we are every year, year after year rated like one of the top places to work, but because we're playing a big game. Whenever you're doing something that's worth doing, you face challenges. When you're doing something that is stimulating and causes you to grow, when you're being challenged, you feel frustration. And we have to have a vision that's big enough to get us through all of those challenges so that the challenges don't feel like roadblocks that stop us. They feel like mere speed bumps that we can just drive over. So we have to have a really big vision. Another principle that we'll talk about is without vision, the people perish. This is a quote in the best-selling book of all time called the Bible. You know, without vision, the people perish. I have an eight-year-old son, and he's been riding a bicycle without training wheels since before he was four years old. He picked it up pretty, pretty early. But when he was learning how to ride a bicycle, he wanted to look down you know, at that front tire. Now, when you look down at the front tire, what happens? Yeah, you lose your balance. It gets really wobbly. It kind of starts fishtailing like this. Where did I have to remind him to keep his eyes? Down the road. I had to remind them to not look where he was, but look where you are going. And so often, you know, we're just looking down at life. You know, we're looking right here. And unless we can look down the road further where we want to go, the road gets pretty bumpy. It can get pretty bumpy. In, in the same way, you know, our careers can perish. Our marriages can perish. Our opportunity can perish if we don't have a big enough vision. We have to keep our eyes not on where we are, but where we want to go. So those are just a few principles to help get us started today. The greatest danger for most of us is not that our aim is too high and we miss it. It's that it's too low and we actually reach it. We have a tendency to think small, play small, be little. And when it comes to vision, we have to think bigger. We have to have the courage to dream and pursue big goals. And when we do that, good things happen. So today I'm going to be talking about how to create your vision, how to anchor your vision, how to manifest your vision, and also how to map it. Okay. So first we'll talk a little bit about creating your vision. I know some kids when they're little, know what they want to be when they grow up. Some kids know, when I grow up, I wanna be a doctor, or I wanna be a teacher, or I wanna be a firefighter. So many people know what they wanna be when they grow up, but most of us don't. Most of us just kind of find our way to our future. And we have to be somewhat flexible, right? Because if you think about it, you might not have even known that this career existed when you were a kid. Um, there's all kinds of things that you don't even know about that can uh, unfold as you get there. Um, so we have to be somewhat flexible with our vision. But what we don't want to be is just like a boat being cast around at sea, tossed in the waves, you know, with no direction. We don't want to be a tumbleweed blowing through the desert. Um, we want to be much more like a sailboat. We can't control the things that happen to us any more than we can control the waves or we can control the wind. But what we can control is our sail and we can control our rudder. We can't control 
the things that happen to us, but we can control how we respond and we can have a vision of which direction we want to be going, which direction we are steering the ship. So think of vision a little bit like, you know, guiding your sailboat. You can be flexible, um, but you do have to steer it in the direction that you want to go. You might have been the kind of kid that in your spare time for fun, you were creating your vision board and, and you're mapping out your goals and your dreams. And then other, you know, other people in this room might have just kind of found their way to where they are. You know, in this company, we want people to achieve their goals. We want people to be uh, happy and fulfilled and uh, be growing and learning. And, and you know, this isn't just a place to work and to get a paycheck. This is a place where you can grow and be fulfilled and do really big things, right? But sometimes when it comes to writing out my vision, I know I can draw a blank. You know, if I sit down to map out my goals for the year or, you know, my life's vision, I can get a little bit of a writer's block. We can get a little bit of a writer's block. So these are some questions that you can ask yourself to better formulate your vision. These are some what's to find your vision. What places would you like to visit in the world? Have you asked yourself that recently? What would you be doing in your perfect day? What are the characteristics of your perfect spouse or partner? What do you want to be known for? What do you want to give back to the world? You know, what is your legacy? What are the things that you believe in most? What people can help you to get to where you want to go? Who are you spending the most time with? And do you need to spend time with some different people? What amount of money do you want to have at retirement? What are the things that you would like to have? What are the most exciting things you would like to try? What events would you like to go to? What type of houses do you want to have? Would you like a vacation home? Where would you like for it to be? How would you bring that into your life? What people would you like to meet? What would have to happen to accomplish your dream? What do you want people to think of when they think of you? What people do you want to spend the most time with? And what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? If you absolutely couldn't fail. So these are great questions to be asking yourself to help think about your vision and get it down on paper. So once we have a vision, once we know what we want, we need to make sure that we anchor that vision in our values. So we need to ask ourselves, who do we want to be? What do I want to do? And what do I want to have? Now, the problem with most people is that they live life backwards. People think if I just have this, then I can do that. And then I can be this way, right? We think if I just had a promotion and had this title that I want, then I would get to do the things that I like to do. And then I could be fulfilled in my career. Or if I just had a more loving spouse, then I would want to spend time with her. 
and then we would be connected in our marriage. Or if I just had more time, then I would work out. Then I would be healthy. You see how this goes? Like we do this all the time in our lives. We, we focus on what we want to have, not who we need to be in order to get there. The most successful people don't live in the direction of have, do, be. They live in the direction of be, do, have. They decide first, who do I want to be? In other words, what do I truly value? And if I'm living out those values, what would I be doing? And then what I have are the fruits of those values in action, right? It's still okay to have things, but we want to decide first who we want to be, to truly identify what your core values are. And as a coach, I've never found a way to help people figure this out faster than what I'm about to do with you right now, okay? Write down three people that you admire and you would like to emulate. Just the first three people that come to mind, and they could be living or dead, they can be a historical figure, they could be a fictional character, they could be someone in your family, they could be a celebrity. Three people that you admire. Us taking the time to identify what we value is very important because it really should be the foundation for our vision. It's how we anchor our vision. And if, if we identify our values first, then, then it helps us figure everything out. But if you start first with your values in figuring out who you want to be and what you would be doing if you're living out those values, then what you have is much more in alignment with your values and with who you truly are and want to be than if you just say, oh, what do I want to have? I think a Learjet sounds cool, right? Like we can pick out, you know, out of a hat all these things we think we want to have in our lives. Maybe we get some of those things, maybe we don't, but we want to make sure that if we're going to live a fruitful, fulfilled life, the things that we want to have need to be in alignment with our values. Now, um, once we have anchored our vision, then we can manifest it then we can manifest it. So let's talk a little bit about what that looks like. Let's talk about vision boarding. They're really powerful. They, they really and truly are powerful. We're all visual people. It, you know, a vision board, you know, what it is, is just a visual representation of what we want to be, what we want to do, and what we want to have in our lives. And we're visual people. Um, whatever we focus on, we bring about. So by creating a vision board, we're keeping what we want to be, do, and have you know, in, on, in our sites. We're keeping it in front of us, and, and that is actually manifesting that vision. That's causing us to bring it about. So we all think in terms of pictures. When I say banana, what do you think of, and what do you picture? Is it yellow? Is it long, curved? But what you didn't picture in your mind is 
B-A-N-A-N-A, right? You didn't picture the letters banana, you picture a yellow banana. Our brains think in terms of pictures and pictures create feelings, they create emotions and our emotions are what often drive our actions. I mean, it would be amazing if we were all these logical creatures that only, you know, chose what we were gonna do and we only chose our behaviors based on logically what was gonna be the best for us, but truthfully, we're triggered all the time. We are triggered by a smell or by a sound, uh, we smell something good and then uh, we weren't even hungry, but now we want to eat, right? We are triggered and, and we're triggered by the pictures that we're constantly seeing. It's, they evoke emotions and those emotions shape our beliefs and our behaviors and then yield our results. So we've got to be conscious of the visions that we put in front of us, the pictures that we keep in front of us. So there's four steps to creating a vision board. Once you've already done that foundational work of identifying who you want to be, what you want to do and what you want to have. Like once you've done that foundational work, then you actually want to put it in picture form. You want to put it into a vision board. And there's four steps to doing that. First, you can determine what images represent your vision. So you go through that, all those what's, all those what questions that I had you ask yourself, and you identify the things that you want to have on your vision board. A lot of um, people that do vision board classes do this totally backwards because they don't do the foundational work first of helping people answer these questions, figure out their values. What they do is they say, hey, let's have a vision board party. Let's drink a lot of wine and let's open up some magazines and cut out pictures of things that inspire us, right? And we they end up having pictures of weird jets and cool things, a bunch of shiny objects that you can own or possess. So that's why it's important to do the foundational work first and determine not just haphazard hazardly flip through and be like, oh, what pictures inspire me, right? You determine what pictures you're looking for. And we have this great thing these days called Google, right? Where you can, if you know what you're looking for, you can just Google an image and then you can print it out instead of just flipping through at random. Oh, what looks kind of cool? Uh, and then secondly, you want to gather those pictures. So determine what you're looking for and then gather them. And then third, arrange them on a physical or digital digi uh, vision board. So it can be a physical board. Yeah, like it could be a thick one, it could be a thin one. Uh, it could be on your mirror, it can be on your wall, or it can be digital where you have it on your phone or is the backdrop or the screensaver on your computer. Um, but we wanna arrange them on a physical or digital board. And then we wanna keep that vision board where you can actually see it. And if you're constantly looking at it, vision boards have amazing power. I, I can tell some pretty cool stories, but I'll tell you about the first vision board I ever created was in 2008. At that point, I was kind of living in Austin, Texas, wasn't really dating anybody. Um, I didn't have much family. All I had alive at that point was my grandmother and my dad and my sister, and I have one cousin. I didn't have much family, but when I created my vision board, right front and center in the middle of my vision board was a big family sitting around like a holiday table, like a Thanksgiving table, and everyone looked happy and they looked close. And to me, this picture represented family because family is very, very important to me. I just didn't have any. I didn't have any. But the cool thing is I married into a big, loving, crazy family. 
And I have that family now. Um, on my second vision board I ever created, one of the things that I put was uh, three mailboxes at the end of a long driveway that, that seemed to go off into nowhere. And uh, when I was, I, I sold books with Southwestern. And uh, that's where I had learned that people could kind of live on these family compounds, right? Out in the country where there's grandma and aunt and uncles and, you know, everybody's kind of back there on the, on the piece of land. I didn't even know that existed before, but I'm like, that would be cool. You know, family is important to me. I want a big family compound. So, yeah, I married into that family and Dave, my husband, his parents ended up selling the house that they'd been in for 26 years in San Antonio, Texas, moving to Nashville, Tennessee. We bought over 100 acres as a family. Dave's parents live on that land. Aunt Susie moved into it and we just broke ground on it, right? So it's amazing how things do eventually kind of happen if you just put it out there. When you start focusing on what you want to have in your life, you just kind of create it. You kind of create it. So we want to begin to you know, manifest it. Next, let's talk about mapping, mapping your vision. Um, how many of you have read the book, The Secret? Um, it's a really good one. The whole point of it is that, you know, you bring about what you think about. It's all about vision manifestation. And uh, it can, the movie can come across a little bit out there, you know, because in the movie, they have like, you know, they talk about if you want a parking space, you know, and you focus on the parking space you want, it will just appear, right? And that's not how it happens. How it happens in reality is if you believe you're going to get a great spot, you're probably going to be more likely to have a little bit more patience and look a little bit closer, you know, to the door. Whereas if you think, Ah, I'm not going to get a great spot. You'll probably start at the back anyways, right? But it's important to know what we want, and then we have to have a plan to get there. It's not that it just happens. You have to have a plan to get there. So we'll talk a little bit about how to have that plan. So the first thing you do is you make a list of 15 things that you will accomplish in the next year that will help you get one step closer to your personal vision. So this is taking your vision and reverse engineering it into some goals, some shorter term goals. You know, the more specific, the more terrific. So instead of just saying do more sport, right? You know, work out more. We want to identify how do I measure that? How do I measure more? How many times a week is that? What type of activity is that, right? You know, and some of our goals can even be things that are seemingly nebulous. Like in 2014, I made it my goal to learn surrender. You know, a lot of times people say, oh, New Year's resolutions, they don't work, right? And they do work. A New Year's resolution just happens to be a goal that you set at the beginning of the year. But the reason why they don't work for most people is because they, they're too fuzzy. The way they, they say, I want to be healthier in 2023, right? But they don't figure out what does that look like? How do I measure that? How do I ensure that I do it? So in 2014, I had to figure out how do I take surrender and make it measurable. So I gave myself a surrender score every day on a scale of one to 10. When I caught myself getting frustrated, I had a song that I had to sing out loud. Um, you know, I had all these little things that I needed to do. And while I did not truly master surrender, I got way better at it that year. I got good at just giving it up and letting go. 
So we can have you know, all different kinds of goals, but we do need to figure out how to reverse engineer them into the specific measurable things that you need to do to achieve them. And even the fuzzy ones, even the things like surrender, we can even find a way to make those very specific. So we want to reverse engineer it into what are all the things that you need to do to hit it. And then we want to create a team, right? We need one person to share our list with, one person that would be a cheerleader, and then one person that would help hold you accountable. So somebody who will actually hold your feet to the fire and make sure that you do it. And then finally, you need to meet at pre-scheduled times to check in on your progress. That's the thing that most of the time people miss is they establish an accountability buddy, but then they don't have a pre-scheduled time to check in and make sure they're making progress towards their goals and towards their vision. So we want to make sure we're moving towards it. We shouldn't just have a vision, but we need to take action on it. Vision without action is merely a dream. Action without vision just passes the time. And vision with action can change the world. It truly can. It is kind of magical how whatever you focus on, you bring about. So I challenge you, I encourage you to focus big, focus bold, focus vivid, create a big vision and step into it. And you will have a powerful career here and a powerful life. So thank you so much. Thank you.